0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Hobo Thinga podcast. My name is Crystal Sedino and I am the training and development specialist for the Native Learning Center. Thrilled y'all are listening and hope you guys are being as safe and healthy as possible during this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, you know our hearts are out there with you guys so We hope that these upcoming podcasts are going to be helpful with maybe some questions that you might have and maybe you didn't know you had. (laughs) So, with that, I have a special guest or a returning guest, Ms. Lisa Perez. Go ahead, Lisa. Say hi.
1: Hi there. How's everyone out there? Hope everyone, as uh, Crystal said, is safe and healthy out there.
0: All right. So, today... Our topic is part of an HR series that we're doing, um, all pretty much related to uh, COVID-19 and, you know, what is going on mm-hmm. today. So with this specific podcast, we are talking about responding to a positive COVID-19 diagnosis in the workplace. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's just everything that's going on is, is crazy. So I think this is a good one. So Lisa. Um, tell yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you so much, Crystal, for having me on on your show. It's been uh, exciting to do this HR series with you all. My name is Lisa Perez. As you said, HBL Resources is a f- my full service human resources consulting firm. We're right here in Miramar, Florida, but we do have clients throughout the United States. And uh, we focus on three streams of service consultation. Maybe you just need to pick up the phone and an- answer a question or two. Uh, HR administration, right? The policies, procedures, documents, handbooks, all of the how to do HR world in the HR administration. And then we offer training and development my true passion, which uh, I know is yours as well, Crystal. So thanks for having me on the show to talk about this. Um, It's a big question, right? What to do? What are the first things that I need to consider? I had, and this really was developed as a result of Many questions that I was getting in the beginning of all of this, and it's crazy to seem it was only maybe a, a month ago that really this really started to snowball for us here in the United States. so I've been giving it a lot of thought doing a lot of research, uh, looking at all of the you know best practices from the Department of Labor, the CDC, all of the must know places to go, and kind of putting things and resources together uh, to be able to bring this topic and help your audience in any way that I can.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we definitely appreciate that. So let's talk about a uh, sample timeline.
1: So, you know, I think that, you know, there's things that we have to do immediately. There's things that we have to do after that immediacy. And there's things that we have to do throughout the day um, up to about 24 to 48 hours. So I'll just bullet point a couple of things. And we are working on a resource guide that'll be available. I'll, I'll tell you at the end uh, how we can make that available because obviously, you know, 20, 30 minutes can't cover everything, but we'll definitely give you some, some tips to to walk through this. But I think the first thing that we need to do immediately is, you know, if you have an employee who comes to you and says, Hey, by the way, I've just found out, right. I've got, and they may be in your facility. Maybe they're returning from a doctor's visit. Maybe they are calling you from home, right? The first thing is, you know, if they are on site, what is the strategy for them to leave the office, right? With with ensuring that we are protecting others from exposure and protecting the dignity and privacy of the employee. Those two things are critical. If you follow me on any of my social media at hblresources.com, you will know that I'm passionate about ensuring that employees walk out of their manager's or boss's office with their dignity intact. That's huge. And so what's the strategy? Are Where are we going to take them? Do we have masks at the location so that we can protect the others, right? So those are things that you want to think about from a a PPE, right? Personal protective equipment uh, standpoint. So that you can go, okay, put this mask on, (laughs) right? And (laughs) let's figure this out from there. Right. Within one or two hours, you should be, you know, notifying any key, if you're a large organization, you want to let the employees manager know, the key executives, you want to be very, very careful because of HIPAA considerations, right? Protecting the the privacy and the health information of that employee to let them know that we've had an exposure incident. Now, there are some ways, and we'll talk about that later, that you can get the employee to voluntarily provide you information that says, yes, you can tell them who it is, uh, but you'd want to get that in writing, but we'll get to that in a minute. So you're going to notify you know, your your leadership, your executives, your HR, whatever, that you there's been an exposure incident uh, in the workplace. What are you going to do uh, with the other employees. Are you going to close for the day? Are you going to send all the other employees home, right? To kind of clear, clear the space, clear the facility. That's why you want to meet with your executives first, right? Let's make that joint decision. Uh, That's going to be a, a critical, a critical thing. Now developing, you know, the list of individuals who may have had close contact with an infected employee. And that's part of the conversation, right? What do we say? So we'll get to that in a minute, but identify who those individuals might've been, you know, as the manager, you know, who they may have worked with, who they may not have come into contact with. Maybe there have been some employees who've been home for the last 14 days, right? And that's Mm -hmm. our general rule of thumb is that 14 day window that we're still working on that the CDC still remains as the guideline. So uh, what is the communication we're going to make with the employees and what does that look like, right? That's part of the communication plan that's developed with your leadership team. Who else has had close contact? I think I mentioned that already. Uh, What are the benefits that the employee has that are being sent home, right? Especially one with a COVID diagnosis, that may trigger some of the benefits that are out there now with paid sick leave benefits, emergency family medical leave act, right? All of these things, there's been that expansion that gets triggered. Triggered when this happens. So we need to consult with HR or your leadership in terms of triggering those benefits that the employee is now eligible for. And then, you know, identifying the person to arrange for the disinfecting, right? Based right. on the CDC's guidance. Do you have a company that is responsible for coming in to help with the disinfection and the cleaning process of the facility so that when you do get employees back in, they feel that you've taken the right steps to keep them safe from illness? or further injury, right? So that's a critical thing. And that, gosh, we've only gone, you know, from immediacy to two hours and and we've had to get all that done, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, once that gets done, you know, within the next, you know, couple of hours, within five hours, right before the workforce workday closes, you know, what is the impact to the facility? Were there, you know, orders that needed to be picked up? Is somebody expecting to come in for a meeting? You know, all of those kinds of things uh, need to be, need to be considered and that's for those locations that might still have some employees there right those are your essential businesses that have to consider some of these things because most of us at this point I think uh, when when this gets published might already be you know in the remote workspace but these are things to consider because unfortunately I'm not sure that this is going to be the first wave we may see it again so this might be a very good thing to keep on hand in the event in the future we do see this situation research Surface, unfortunately. So that five, you know, hour window, we want to make sure that we um, communicate to the coworkers who have had that close contact with the infected individual without again releasing that person's name. You simply want to say that they may have been exposed to COVID in the workplace without saying who, unless, of course, that individual has given you written permission to do so. Right. And then, you know, what are the coordination that you have to have? Is it an extreme exposure? Do we have, you know, 15, 16, 16 people that have been exposed or one or two that may trigger state and local health official notification, depending on where they're you're in a County, a city, a state that requires that right. To be notified. And then, you know, if you're big, is there a media statement that needs to be done? Right. I think this is more for your fortune 500s, right. That we're closing, you know, effective immediately. And and what does that need to look like? And that media could just be to your customers, your vendors, people who you are doing business with that are that need to know that might be affected because of a temporary shutdown because of cleaning the facility and what have you. So then you want to confirm those arrangements, right? Make sure that you know within 24 to 48 hours who what's the facility coming? Are they familiar with the CDC guidelines and you know just a few of the highlights that they are recommended is closing off any of the areas that the infected person um, has been in obviously, right? before cleaning and disinfecting and just making sure that within 24 hours, they can go back in there, open the doors and the windows, get the air circulating, right? And then going in, waiting 24 hours before even beginning the cleaning and disinfection process. And that's, you know, could put a business shut down for at least 48 hours if they're waiting. So those are some of the recommendations that came from the CDC as well. And these things are changing. Right. So things are happening quickly and changing fast. So that gets you 48 hours in and then, you know, you can start to get the impacted employees back in as so long as they are safe to do so from a health perspective. And you can require um, health notices, uh, you know, uh, that they're clear from any um, covid diagnosis for the returning employee who is diagnosed positive and that kind of is the bullet point quick rundown. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it was quick, but that was a rundown. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're funded through housing and urban development. So I feel like this definitely applies to our housing authorities. Yes. And, you know, even, you know, the tenants that they serve, because you got to think of maintenance staff, imagine, you know, not to scare anyone or anything, like right. that, imagine you know a maintenance staff like unfortunately has caught covid-19 and right. now they're like oh you know you you got to make sure that you have that plan in place and you know absolutely like, oh, absolutely know talks about.
1: and and i believe um if they haven't already you know there's a lot of osha required written plans that employers, even general industry employers, right? Your evacuation plan, your fire safety plan, you know, all of those kinds of plans, they are required to be written plans. I, I would, I'm safe to say, I think that in the next uh, couple of weeks, if they haven't already done so, and I haven't seen it, they will expect and require uh, this kind of emergency plan as well. You know, we saw things with H1N1. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Mm -hmm. Um, We saw that Mm -hmm. way back uh, in the workforce a couple of years ago, and I think now as a result of this, that it may be a requirement to have um, an illness infection exposure control plan, and this would be part of it, what we just outlined.
0: So my next question for you is going to be, what do you say when in <laughs> <laughs> scary
1: thought, right? I mean, imagine the times that you've ever been, you know, at a loss for words. If this is one of them, it's probably at the top, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, I think, you know, ensuring again, th- the first thing you want to do is if they're being, if they're notifying you on site, that you isolate them, right? Find a conference room, find an office, get them isolated. Uh, You know, they obviously have sought medical attention that they, you know, have been exposed or they're coming back with a diagnosis. And you've got to say, you know what, thanks for letting us know, right? Right. That's important, right? So we can disarm their fears. So we can ensure that they know that they've done the right thing by reporting it to us and letting us know. And, you know, ascertaining whether or not we can help them and their family in any of the next steps as they focus on their health, right? Can we help in any way? fine. Okay. We go through that conversation, you know, given your diagnosis, can we share your information with others in the workplace, right? We can keep it confidential and just indicate there's been an exposure. If you give us permission, we can be a little bit more uh, direct and and get that in writing, right? You want to ensure that they are that you ask them to remain away from the workplace based on the CDC's guidance. It's not you as the employer doing that. It's protecting them and others at work, right? So we can kind of put that on the CDC's guidelines and recommendations. And that's according to the last CDC is that they should continue in home isolation at least 72 hours, that's three days, once they've passed the recovery that's been defined, you know, no no fever, no symptoms, all of that kind of thing. And I, disclaimer, I'm no medical professional. Again, I'm getting this from CDC's recommendations, Uh, and that they've at least had seven days have passed since symptoms first appeared, and 14 days since symptoms have left, right? So we still look at that 14-day window. So we want to advise them, this is what we expect in terms of your return to work, but that you would require a medical, a fit for duty note from the doctor, realizing that, listen, doctors and medical professionals are saving lives right now. They may not have a lot of time to write that note. <laughs> so, you know, erring mm-hmm. on the side of caution, seeing if that's a role that can be done remotely is important as that next step and that right. possibility. But those are some of the things that you can say. Uh, you may want to tell them, hey, is there any personal property that you need for us to get for you, right? Maybe they've got something important in their, in their drawer <laughs> or in their mm-hmm. workplace or in their locker that you want to, make sure that you can get for them, making sure to protect yourself with, you know, mask and goggles or whatever it is, you know, that you're using in your workplace, any, you know, plastic gloves, that kind of medical gloves, Um, ensuring that you let them know about any of the leave benefits. We talked about that, right? Are they going to have paid sick leave? Are you requiring them to use any sicker vacation time that they have? Talk about that because the first thing is, oh my gosh, where's the next paycheck coming from, Right? right? A very real question. So answering those things up front, help ease that employee, uh, ensure that they know what to expect, they know what to do now, when to return if they can, whether remote work is going to be available, that you'll secure anything that they need from a personal property perspective and what benefits and healthcare coverage they have coming to them. Those are the main things, right? That's all I want to know because now I've got my health to consider. Everything else is a whirlwind. And then of course, if you you have an opportunity, once you get through that, then you can start to discuss the workplace issues, right? What immediate workplace needs, projects essential projects were you working on? Did you have any meeting schedule that we need to know about? Um, who else might be cross-trained in the area of that person's job so that we can, you know, continue to manage the processes and the work? place in in light of the fact that we might have this employee exiting and unable to work potentially.
0: So what are some issues around work that should be considered? Um, Issues around work? Well, like I said, you know, some of those things
1: are, you know, do we have somebody else that we can transition the workload to? Is that employee able to work remotely? Do they have the necessary equipment, right? Can't Do they have internet at home even, right? right? And a lot of times, I think we sometimes assume that everybody's got internet at home. That might not necessarily be the case for some of your workforce. You never know. So ascertaining what their ability to work remotely is, do they have access to the right technologies? What will you provide in terms of of you know the technologies needed what does their workload look like for the next at least two weeks, right? Because this is this 14-day period that we're seeing as the general rule of thumb. What right. is going to come up from a workplace perspective in terms of their workload? Again, the upcoming projects, which ones are just A, B, and C items, right? We saw that. I'm a big Stephen Covey fan. <laughs> so what are my A-list items, my B and C? And prioritize those because those may be shifting off that employee's desk onto someone else's or onto your own. And then, you know, is there meeting? that are on the calendar that you didn't put on the calendar, right? right? Take a quick look, right? That happens too. It's still stuck in the email. I didn't move it to my calendar item yet. So making sure that you're thorough about those workplace issues so that your clients you know, and those you serve don't see any delay in service or, or customer service as a result of one or two or maybe more employees being offset by a potential COVID diagnosis.
0: And we kind of touched a little bit on this as far as isolation and whatnot, or self-isolation. Yeah. But what about contact with others?
1: Yeah. So that's a critical thing, right? We want to make sure first we're asking that employee, who have they been in contact with? What employees have they chatted with in the lunchroom or in the break room, right? During the last, uh, you know, 14 days, have they had any offsite meetings with customers and guests and vendors or potential employees, whatever it is, right? Who have you been in contact with is is a critical thing to ensure that we can reach out and let them know as well. What has been their work schedule? Did they come into close proximity with anybody else? You know, and if they're isolated because they're, you know, doing, I don't know, making widgets in the back room and they really don't connect with anyone. Well, great. We need to know that too. So did they spend any time in the community in the last 14 days? Help them think through those things that are going to be important as they, you know, contact others and, you know, need to make others aware that there's been this potential contact of this incident so and then you know again customers clients vendors guests all of those kinds of business partners who have they been in contact with uh, whether on-site or off-site because you have a responsibility to you know, make notification. And again, encourage if you can make voluntary identification that they consent to disclosing their identity for the purpose of helping others get ahead of a, a potential medical need as well. And, you know, if you've got an EAP, <laughs> an employee assistance program, engage with them let them know that we've you know you've had this situation find out what resources they have available in light of the exposure
0: in the workplace i mean does a location need to be closed
1: so it, it depends i think uh, if you look at the cdc's recommendation if you have a positive diagnosis in your physical location like I outlined earlier, there are specific methods, there are specific procedures to ensure that the workplace is free from continuing harm, right? OSHA, the Occupational Safety Health Administration, requires that any workplace, right, whether you've got one employee or 1,000 employees, their main goal is to ensure that employers create a safe and healthy work environment. If you've had an exposure, if you know someone has tested positive and they have been on your location, you have a responsibility to ensure that any employees are safe from further harm or illness, injury or illness, and as a result, you may need to close temporarily to get the right lo- to get the location properly disinfected so that you're avoiding a trigger of an OSHA violation. Why? because you've failed to keep the rest of the employees and returning employees, right, safe from illness or injury, by right, not doing so, right? <laughs> and and that may be just a 24 to 48 hour, right, based on what CDC is recommending at this point. So it's, it's not forever, but it is temporary until you can take the right steps to ensure that there's no risk of harm to others going forward.
0: To also kind of just add our essential workers, you know, are you an essential business? Because right now we know that, we're
1: supposed to be at home. <laughs> correct, correct. And so for right now in the in the landscape we're living in today, as of this, you know, recording, most people are, are already home. But I think that this will be of value as we proceed forward. And then we start to kind of, you know, as the politicians say, open up the economy again, right? Mm-hmm. This could be triggered later on. And this becomes that resource for that time, as well as now for those who are in essential functions. I mean, you do have businesses that are still running drive-thrus and things of that nature. What if your drive-thru worker, you know, who's manning the, or womaning, <laughs> right? No, the drive-thru process says, um, guess what? This is when you you need
0: that. Well, Lisa, do you have any other things that you'd like to add on on this topic? Uh,
1: absolutely. Um, you know, depending on when this actually publishes, we are doing a webinar in partnership with my local chamber uh called Responding to a COVID Diagnosis in the Workplace. It it'll allow for a little bit more Uh, information than these this short time that we've had together. So either they can, you know, find that resource on my website, which is hblresources.com, and you can probably look at my COVID 19 page um, to navigate to where that recording will live. So you can uh, do that or subscribe to our newsletter, which you'll be able to see the archives and you'll be able to access that webinar. And of course they can always re-listen to this podcast which, um, again, I'm so honored to be on. But that website is HBL Resources. That's Home Business Life Resources, HBLresources.com. And I'm always available uh, if they'd like to connect through you, Crystal.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. Oh, my gosh. We're thrilled and so happy that you're here with <laughs> My pleasure.
1: It's been my pleasure. I, I, I enjoy uh, being a resource for you all as well
0: indian country our housing authorities everyone that's listening um we hope this was helpful if you you know want to get in touch with lisa you didn't catch her email you missed the website whatever it may be feel free to email me it's going to be crystal at semtribe.com so k-r-y-s-t-a-l-c-e-d-e-n-o at sem com. And uh, feel free to shoot us an email and I will respond. I am. I am here. <laughs> we are open for business. Yeah, we are open for business. So um, feel free to, you know, uh, get in touch with us and we'll see what we can do to help you guys out. So thank you for listening and please stay safe, stay home if, you know, if you're not an essential worker and, or, if you know, you're working from home, please do everything you can to help um, flatten that curve. For
1: sure. <laughs> for sure.
0: Right. So, okay, well, we'll catch you on the next one. And, yeah, bye, guys. Bye.